Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. Well, welcome to the program. We have a very interesting broadcast today. Wineskins, cisterns, and freshness. An interesting message and an interesting clip. Please listen closely. Then Jesus said, If you put new wine in old bottles... The new wine is the gospel, it's the categorical doctrine, it's grace, it's spirituality. But what are the old bottles? Well, in the context, they speak of Judaism and Mosaic law, but to us, they mean a lot of things. The wine skins were made out of the skin of goats most of the time. If you put wine in those wine skins, it would burst. And the wine would go out because when it fermented, it would burst and break the wineskins open. And Jesus said, don't try to put the new wine in the old wineskins. Because it won't do you any good. He said, they that drink from the old do not desire the new. May I say this tonight? A person that's drinking from fear will not desire the new. A person that's drinking from the old life of criticism will not desire the grace of God. The person that goes back on alcohol will not desire the river of the Holy Spirit. When you Drink the old, you don't desire the new. The person that internalizes pressure and becomes filled with stress doesn't desire the new. The person that is unforgiving and they refuse to forgive do not desire the new. So they go to church and the preacher preaches a message of life and a message that would release them. And it goes into something that is old, where the old sin nature is in control. And as soon as they go out that door tomorrow, the same problem reoccurs. Nagging, criticizing, finding fault, nitpicking. The wine of love, the wine of grace, the wine of edification, the wine of purity, the wine of joy, the wine of peace, the wine of the Holy Spirit never remained in them. You can't put the new wine into a soul of depression. You can't put the new wine into the jealous soul. You can't put the new wine into that that is proud and arrogant and reactionary and negative. You can't put the new wine in somebody that's lusting after women or lusting after their own sex. You can't put the new wine in that vessel. They will hear it and it will break. The new wine cannot go into the old bottles. An unusual word is used instead of agathos, which is intrinsic value that every believer has at his Christos, 
But this time in Luke 5:39, Christos does not mean kindness. It means ex- something acceptable. And in this original writing, they would put picture the new wine going into a person who wasn't meek, who wasn't humble, who refused to be transformed. And they would think something that was acceptable to avoid dealing with the old bottles. They would have a self-defense mechanism so they wouldn't have to deal with the old bottles. And they kept trying to have the new wine in old bottles. I know a precious woman of God who lived in constant fear because she lost a loved one. Fifteen years she feared death. It troubled her at night. It troubled her if she read the paper. It troubled her when she heard somebody passed away. She lived in fear constantly. She was a precious woman of God. The new wine couldn't remain in her old bottles. Fear was resident. It's an unusual thing when there's a paramount problem and a person hears the eternal word of God that liveth and abideth forever, that has the ability and power to transform a mind, to restore a heart, to bring in heaven's best, to bring in Jesus Christ into active operational grace, to bring the manifestation of God to that soul and through that soul. When a person says, I just don't get anything out of the message, old bottles, thinking of drugs, thinking of drinking, insecure, Inadequacy, old bottles. I'll probably fail again, old bottles. New wine in old bottles. Those people go into an amazing process. But the Bible says in Matthew 9, verse 17, when you put new wine in new wineskins, both are preserved. So when the grace of Jesus Christ goes into a man that knows he's been forgiven, he knows he's been cleansed, he knows the Holy Spirit came in to live inside of him, he knows in John 14:23 the Father lives in him, the Son lives in him, the Spirit lives in him, he's been born again by grace, he's a brand new creation, he begins to understand that Not only is there new wine, but he has new bottles. He understands that all things and everything has passed away because the old wineskins are gone. He realizes that he doesn't have to deal with anything that relates to the old wineskins. Every single thing is new. He has the potasis and then he has the apotasis. And every single thing is new. The Potestas says, if any man be in Christ, and you are, you're a brand spanking new creation. But then, everything has been done away with. And the original says, 
New things are now yours forever. That's the original rendering. New things are now yours forever. New wine, new bottles. What if I sin with my new wine and new bottles? I say, God, I confess only to you. I name it and thank you for paying for it. And then I turn my back on it, isolate it, forget it, and move on and don't deal with it. It's been dealt with at Calvary. I don't need to be counsel about it. I don't need to deal with it. Jesus Christ dealt with the effect and the cause 2,000 years ago. I have to acknowledge it fresh and isolate myself and forget it and move on. New wine in new wineskins. Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the Internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.graceandpublic.com Really convicting, that one. New wine and old bottles will burst the bottles. This this passage is spoken of in Luke 5, verse 37 to 39. It's Matthew 9, 17, and Mark 2, 22. All of the synoptic Gospels. And it's reiterated over and over again. It was very important, obviously, and it's worded very similarly in all three Gospels. We can look at those skins and and say they, they mean a bunch of different things. Usually a parable has very clear purpose. When you read too much into the parable, people try to build doctrines off of all of these different aspects of parables, and it gets a little wild. But it's very clear here that Christ is talking about spiritual life when he's talking about the new wine. He's talking about that fresh life, freshly crushed grapes to be stored for a time, but then to be poured out to others so that they can enjoy a life of that fruit. And uh, the fermentation process is a part of living in a fallen world, but it was very clear that this was to be stored for a short time, for a period of time, for consumption. And the shame of it, when if you put the new wine in the old bottles, is that you really can't keep it for very long at all. It, um, it'll burst and, and, and no one will enjoy it. But if you put the new wine in the new bottle, in the new wine skin, then it will be preserved so that it can be dispensed. Amazing that... This new life, this new person, who we are in Christ, this new wineskin, can look at all of this aspects of who God says we are in the new man, that we've been declared to be sons, we've been declared to be holy, that we have new capacities, we have gifts that are given to us, we are from above, we can, we can uh, communicate with God, we have open access to his throne, uh, we are unaccusable in this new person in the similar way 
but Simon became Peter. Peter was a new wineskin. <laughs> Simon was the old, and it would burst under the pressure of spiritual life, because a natural man is not built, nor does it have a desire to contain the life of God because of the fall. But the new man that we have, that we are because of Jesus Christ, new creatures living in newness are built to contain the newness of new wine and, and can handle the expansion of that, of, and the pressure that's put upon a person in this world until that wine can be dispensed. Now, this other passage, when we're talking about cisterns, that's an interesting deal there. It says in Jeremiah 2.13, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. You talk about this with the idea of capacity. Idea of capacity. Many people are trying to patch up their cisterns so that they can hold the life of God and contain it. And here, really, God is saying that's an evil. (laughs) Because the idea is that he is the fountain of living waters. And and that we are to go regularly. We are to live very near that fountain and go regularly to drink from the fountain to to collect water from that fountain, not to be stored indefinitely, but to be used immediately. Similarly, this is this is a freshness of a life of God. And so what does that mean? It entails a bunch of different things. For one thing, proximity to the fountain. God wants us to be close to him. God wants us to um, be in a relationship with him. Proximity to holiness. God's holiness, spending time with God. If we are not living a life where we are valuing holiness, where we are living in a sinful lifestyle, similar to what it said in the clip about a person living in old wineskins, not able to contain the life of God, if we will not want to be close to that fountain. We will have a desire to, in our own construct, with working as hard as we have to work, to hew out those cisterns, so that we can go to God and get enough to last us for quite a while so we don't have to go again. And God is saying that is not the way a spiritual life works. That is not the way it works. There's proximity. We are not to work things out to fix ourselves or to have a supply. We are to go to the free supply and and be there, be there, Drinking from that fountain. It is the freshness of a life with God. The freshness of, of being in the Bible. The freshness of being with a group of believers who are on fire, who have a vision. A church life. Fellowship life. A life that has a vision for the lost. To impact the community for Christ. There is great freshness in this interaction we have with one another. In an interaction of a prayer life with God. Um, going, pray, praying, going in a specific direction of missions, of evangelism, of reaching a community. This kind of freshness, we, we will be refreshed at the fountain of living waters for what God has for us.
when we go there regularly. So it is an evil to forsake that fountain, but it is also an evil to work in this economy of self-improvement. Because it's basically an attack on what God has done at the moment of our salvation. God has done everything needed. We are fully equipped, it says. Now, in that full equipment, we grow into maturity and we continue to grow. And we're always growing, always learning, always being transformed into the image of his son. But not because we are lacking anything, not because we anything needs fixing, so to speak, in our life. God will wean away sinful cycles from our life. God will bring us into a new life of holiness. He will do that. And that will be part of the process, but that process will not be accomplished through our own effort. And if we think that we are going to hold the life of God, if we are going to build a construct to hold that life so that we can improve on God's plan, then we are in wrong thinking. But to go to God regularly, to go to God as a as a newborn baby, still a lot of things going on in life, still a lot of old patterns that are there, but we go freshly to that fountain of living water. We 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 drink of that of that life. And God pours new wine into our wine our new wineskin. And it is dispensed and it is enjoyed by many as it as, as it is given out. But we are we are ever living near that fountain, but we are ever going with the new wine that God has given us and pouring it out to others. We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com. So this is the time of the program where we give an opportunity for any of you who are hearing this, who have not received Christ as your Savior, to do so. God wants to give you a new capacity, new capacity. He wants you... He wants to show you the way to the fountain of living waters, that he is that fountain. He wants to give you open access to his throne to come to him in time of need, always to to have that be a regular place that we visit many times a day. He also wants to give you a new wineskin to hold his joy, to hold his life, a spiritual life. If you try to hold, you may have functioned in religion before and tried to hold the life of God, been around people who were filled with his spirit and his joy and his laughter, but you were unable to contain that life and it burst your wineskin again and again. It's because you need a new one. You must be born again. And to be born again is very simple. It is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to accept the payment that he paid for you by faith, believing that he died, he was buried, he rose from the grave, bearing your sin, dying in your place, taking your bullet, experiencing and swallowing death whole in your place so that as he was raised from the dead, you may be raised with him. And even now as you pray this prayer, God wants to put Christ's payment of sin on your account. 
Will you receive it? Pray a prayer with me. Father God, I I pray, God, fill me with your life. I accept what Christ has done for me. I don't understand all of it, but I accept what he has done, and I ask you to come into my life. I believe in response, in response to what I'm hearing. And I pray these things, and I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.